0: Coming up on Harvard Chan this week in health, a cellular message in a bottle.
1: That actually is, I would say, the holy grail in, in therapeutic delivery.
0: In this week's episode, how a new discovery about the way our cells function could pave the way for more effective drug treatments and better tracking of diseases. Hello and welcome to Harvard Chan This Week in Health. It's Thursday, November 9th, 2017. I'm Noah Levin.
2: And I'm Amy Monemiro. In this week's episode, we're delving deep into our cells with talk about some exciting new basic science research coming out of the Harvard Chan School. The findings hinge on cellular messaging and could have important implications for disease treatment and may even change how public health researchers can track the impact of harmful environmental exposures such as air pollution.
0: Chen Liu is associate professor of environmental genetics and pathophysiology, and he directs a lab that is mainly focused on using genetics and genomics tools, such as genome editing, to study environmental and lung diseases, such as asthma. So, for example, one area of focus involves studying a particular gene that is important to the development of asthma.
2: But in this episode, we're talking about something that grew out of a chance discovery in Liu's lab.
1: It's something that uh, grew out of this uh, one peculiar finding we had in the lab. Uh, A few years ago, uh, we were looking at uh, how the cells uh, behave uh, under certain conditions.
2: And what they found is that cells can secrete something called microvesicles into the extracellular domain, basically the area that protrudes out of a cell membrane. These vesicles are called extracellular vesicles, or EVs, as we'll be calling them throughout the episode. Lou
0: and his team researched a specific kind called ARMMS, or ARMS, And their work has helped explain the mechanism by which these vesicles get out of the cell. These arms are unique because unlike other EVs which are generated within cells, arms are secreted directly from the plasma membrane at the cell's surface.
2: That in itself is interesting, but Lou and his team wanted to figure out why the cells secrete these vesicles. And
0: the reason? These arms contain molecules that can be used for something called notch signaling, which is a type of intercellular communication that normally requires cell-to-cell contact
1: we show there's, uh, you know, notch receptors that sits on, this, uh, on the surface of these vesicles. And these vesicles were able to carry these uh, active notch molecules from one donor cell to another in recipient cells to initiate a very specific receptor signaling.
0: According to the new findings, ARMS are able to facilitate notch receptor signaling at a distance. And understanding more about this signaling is incredibly important.
2: As Chen Liu explains, humans are multicellular organisms. And each of our organs, the heart, the brain, the lungs, are packed with cells that need to communicate with each other. So a cell that sits in the brain may need to communicate with the lung. And a cell in the lung may need to communicate with the cell that's in the liver or the heart.
0: And biologists do know a lot about the ways in which cells signal, such as using proteins or hormones. But the cellular messaging mechanism that Liu and his team discovered operates in a different way.
1: What do we suggest in our study is that these microvesicles can also uh, signal from one tissue to the other, from one cell to the other. And this is a new type of signaling. Uh, and the difference uh, between this vesicle signaling and the, let's say, hormone signaling is that for the hormone, you have one molecular, okay, let's say protein or peptides, In this uh, small vesicle, you can imagine this vesicle can carry many different kinds of molecules, you know. Therefore their signaling capacity is bigger than the traditional hormones.
0: Because these EVs are secreted directly from the plasma membrane at a cell's surface, they have a unique ability to fuse to recipient cells. But this mechanism also makes them uniquely suited to carry certain molecules. As Lu just mentioned, they can carry a wider variety of molecules.
2: He says that these EVs can act as messages in a bottle between cells, although it's a little more complicated than that basic analogy.
1: In fact, these vesicles they not only can carry uh, message inside, can be proteins, can be uh, nucleic acids like RNA DNA, but also they have message on the surface of these vesicles. So in, in a way, it's more uh, sophisticated. Uh, more complicated than a messaging a border. But uh, the simple analogy, yes, it's sort of like uh, they, they use these vesicles to send messages, and the message can be inside or outside.
2: And the hope down the line is that scientists will be able to tweak what these EVs are carrying to deliver targeted messages, such as therapeutic drugs. Harvard University
0: was recently awarded two patents based largely on loose research for technology to explore this
1: area. So in the patents, we propose that uh, we can swap the molecules in these arms vesicles with therapeutic molecular cargoes, the potential uh, uh, advantage and the the scope of the application is huge, you know. So my lab actually is uh, actively exploring these areas.
0: While a potential application in a clinical setting may be a decade away, Lu says the potential uses of these findings are broad.
1: If you put the anti-cancer agent in these vesicles, that can be used for oncology. Uh, if you put the, uh, something that would reduce uh, inflammation in the lung inside this vesicles, that can be delivered to the lung to uh, reduce uh, inflammation for a lot of lung diseases such as asthma, COPD. Uh, if you put something here uh, in, including insulin in this uh, vesicles, you could be used for treat, uh, treatment of diabetes so I think that as I mentioned the scope uh, of this uh, application uh, can be in you know, a very broad
0: but it's not just about changing what's inside the arms luna's and his team want to figure out ways to target these cells to specific tissues in the body
2: so for example when you take a drug instead of it dispersing throughout your whole body, Taking advantage of EVs could allow more targeted delivery of the drug, increasing its effectiveness while reducing potential toxicity and other complications.
1: That actually is, a, uh, I would say, the holy grail in, in therapeutic delivery, that you, have, you can have a broad uh, delivery platform that can achieve tissue-specific uh, delivery. That's difficult, but that's a goal.
2: But getting EVs to go where you want is easier said than done. And that's a major hurdle that Lou and researchers still need to address.
0: Directing EVs to go to a specific tissue is something called biodistribution. And Lou and his team are now testing this in animal models to see if they can modify the surface of EVs to allow them to actually go into particular tissues in the body.
1: So if you, for example, if you inject these vesicles uh, through in- intravenously into the animal, where do these vesicles go? meaning what tissues because in most uh, therapeutic uh, delivery platforms so far most of the 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 therapeutics go to the liver because that's where detoxification is happening you know with all the actual chemicals that are injecting into the body that goes through the liver and uh, so the idea if we can show that our vesicles can go to tissues beyond liver and that's a big big improvement over all the uh, available therapeutics
0: One factor that makes these findings on EVs so significant is that there are so many in our bodies.
2: It's estimated that we have 37 trillion cells in our body, and these cells are constantly secreting these EVs. According to Lou, it's estimated that there are at least 100 EVs for each cell, so there could be more than 137 trillion EVs in our body.
0: But With all these EVs swirling around our bodies, how do they know where to go? Well, that's a basic biological question underpinning much of Lu's research and could be the key to what we talked about a moment ago, tweaking EVs so that they can be sent directly to particular tissues in our body.
1: I think the best would be to learn how nature does it and then sort of mimic, uh, and then you can improve upon it. But I think you need to know the basic biology first before we jump say we're going to design this, design that, engineering this, engineering that.
0: And while we've talked about the potential for EVs to be used for drug delivery, Lu says there is a major potential public health benefit on a broader scale.
1: Uh, These vesicles could be uh, uh, used as a novel biomarker to track diseases, to track the, the history of environment exposures.
0: Lu says molecular epidemiologists are beginning to use EVs to draw links between the development of diseases and certain environmental toxins. There is already a body of research showing that exposure to air pollution or toxic metals like lead can affect the secretion of EVs.
2: And because these EVs would look different in a disease state, it may be possible to measure the health effects of something like air pollution, not just at the individual level, but on a large scale. So, say for example, you could draw blood from a large group of people and then measure changes in EVs to track the development of conditions like asthma or COPD.
0: And Lou says these findings represent a strong argument for the benefits of doing basic biological research. When they started this area of research more than five years ago, they didn't know about these potential benefits.
1: We did not start it, uh, saying that oh, we need to deliver these uh, uh, drugs, we need to find markers, then we need to look for these certain things. But actually, this project uh, grew out of this curiosity. We just find that cells can secrete these vesicles. We didn't know what they are, what do they do, and then what implications they may have. So just by digging into the basic mechanisms, and we realize again, that these are actually could be potentially very useful to, for a lot of things.
0: Thanks to Chen Lu for taking the time to explain these really fascinating findings to us.
2: If you want to learn more about the work being done in his lab, we'll have a link on our website at hsph.me slash health. And
0: just a programming note, this will be our last new episode for a couple of weeks. In the next two weeks, we'll be replaying two of our past Thanksgiving episodes. Next week, we'll be sharing a great interview with Guy Crosby of America's Test Kitchen, focusing on the science behind the perfect Thanksgiving meal. So hopefully you'll get some cooking tips you can use around the holidays and year-round. And then the week of Thanksgiving, we'll be sharing tips for having a more sustainable holiday meal.
2: In the meantime, you can always find our older episodes by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher.